There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Tommy Prine, the son of the late songwriting genius John Prine, unveils his first album tomorrow night at City Winery in Washington, D.C. We spoke about his father's eternal Americana legacy and how it's inspired his own songwriting career. Hey, Tommy Prine, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Now we're talking because you're coming to the City Winery here in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday, April 19th. Um, so I know, um, of course, everybody, we got to tell everybody you are the son of the legendary, the late John Prine. Um, I, I guess I guess I should start by saying I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. Um, it, that was a that was a really I mean, it hit the it hit the world hard, the world of music, all of his fans hard at the beginning of uh, of the pandemic there. I think he passed of, of COVID there in the beginning in 2020. But um, so I just wanted to start by saying uh, heartfelt condolences on that, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting and bumpy ride all at the same time. So, but yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And we wanted to mention that because you basically that sort of tees up the show here because that uh, you know you're basically carrying on your father's um, iconic iconic legacy um, because you are about to release your very first album. I know it's I, I read that it's finished but not yet released, right? And so I guess if if people come to City Winery, is this sort of like I guess like a sneak peek of what might be on the album? Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll play a whole bunch of them that are on the record. And then uh, I always joke with the crowd that I play with because I tell them I'm going to play some old stuff and some new stuff, but it's all new to you guys. So, um, but I, uh, yeah, I, I tend to play a lot of the ones that are on the record and some stuff I've been writing recently that could be contenders for a record too. Who knows? But um, yeah, it's finished and I love how it's sounding, but I've just got to, you know, tie up some stuff on the back end to make sure everything's good to go for the launch. So. Sure, sure. When does when does it come out? Do we know yet? I I feel like I can confidently say the fall, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm working hard on it, trying to figure it out. There's there, there's a whole lot of more stuff than I ever thought that goes into an album after it's done to make sure that it can go out. You know, like the first um, like the first big like major goal I ever set for myself in life was to make an album. And then once I made it, I was like, all right, like what now? <laughs> like, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff I got to figure out and, um, you know, tie up all the loose ends. So it'll be out uh, hopefully in the fall. All right. It'd be cool if it was just the music, but it sounds like that's just the beginning of getting one of these suckers released. <laughs> um, oh man. Yeah. It's like step one. and It is the longest step one ever. well you're making this step i'm sure it's gonna be great well tell me about you know i want to go into your you know your whole life and your journey and everything but before we move off of the actual album tell do you want to do you want to highlight you know a a song or two that that you know like tell me the name of one of the songs that let's go into a couple of the the songs that are on there 
Cool, yeah. So uh, one of my favorite songs on it um, is called I Love You Always. And it is a song that I wrote uh, for my fiance, Savannah. Um, and yeah, it's just, I, I wrote her a song when we first started dating to kind of like try and impress her. And like, it's a good song, but then, you know, I was thinking about it. We've been together for like a little over three years. We're getting married in June. And I was like, I feel like I should write like a new song for her because, you know, it's our relationship has changed, you know, from when we first started dating to now we're getting married. So I wrote her a new song and I loved it so much that I put it on the record. It's called I Love You Always. I love you always. All right. Well, and, yeah. and, and congrats on the engagement and, you know, upcoming wedding. Yesterday was my wife and I, our three-year anniversary. So good time. Oh, congrats, man. Very Thanks. cool. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah so we, we're excited. we might enjoy, we might, we might get something out of listening to that song then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think so. I hope so. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so great. Uh, all right. Well, give me another deep dive. Wait, throw out another uh, song on, on the, on the album that, that you like and tell me the inspiration for that. So uh, there's a, a one song on there that I've been playing at all my shows um, that I, I feel like strikes a chord with everyone that's there. It's called By the Way, and uh, I wrote it about losing my dad mm -hmm. and um, everything that kind of goes along with that and all the regrets and feelings. So it's definitely like it's a heavy topic, a heavy song, but it's something that I felt that I really needed to put on the record because I'm stepping out into the world as my own man my own artist but you know I have to acknowledge you know the elephant in the room that like I just lost my dad and the world lost John Bryan and I kind of like tackle that in that song so that one's a really really important one to me it's called by the way by the way yeah I mean you said it perfectly when you said the world lost John Bryan but but again you you lost him at you know on a family level on a personal level you know yeah. we all, these legendary music icons it's 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 easy to sort of be like, you know, think about how much they touched all the world, but there's a whole, there's that whole personal side. And you know what? We actually, um, a couple months ago, maybe a year ago now, I spoke with AJ Croce, uh, Jim Croce. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it's similar to, to sort of this interview with you, but also the complete opposite because he never met his dad. You got to spend years and years and years with, with your father, but he, AJ, um, I guess he was the little boy that he wrote time in a bottle about when he was unborn still, you know, in the womb. Um, right. but he never, never actually got to grow up with his dad. But as far as for, for, in your case, you, you spent many years with him. So tell me about, tell me about your dad, the man, you know, we all know the music, but tell me about what it, what it was like growing up, you know, with him as, as just pure, pure dad. <laughs> um it was definitely interesting you know I remember it like being a kid and my mom would be like oh like do you want to go see dad tonight and I was like yeah sure like where are we going and like she'd you know same like name some venue that we'd be going to and I remember like sitting backstage and like watching him and everyone's like partying having a good time at the concerts and in my mind I just thought that's like what adults did like I just thought that like when when you got older you picked an instrument and played it for people on stages like I thought that was like as normal as like cooking breakfast you know what I mean so uh whenever I got to like my teenage years and I figured out I'm like okay so this is actually something like much much different um but uh yeah I mean it was definitely really interesting he was you know the reality of it is, is that when you have a parent that is a professional musician they can't be home all the time so you know I know that I I'm not alone on that experience. I know that every other family that has a musician in it, um, you know, experienced that. So um, he was definitely gone a lot, especially when I was younger. But um, when I got a little older, I actually ended up going on the road with him, which was really fun. I got to play some encores with him and I'd sell merch and stuff like that. Kind of get to see what his world was like on a day-to-day -day basis. So um, 
but yeah, I guess like, you know, other than that though, he was still just like any dad, he'd make me pancakes in the morning and we'd watch football together. And, you know, he'd take me to like lacrosse practice and stuff like that. And he'd go to my games. So, you know, I love it. I love it. So wait real quick. Yeah. When, when were you, when were you, uh, when, when were you actually born? Uh, I was born October 4th, 1995 in Nashville, Tennessee, and I still live here. In Nashville. Okay, so then you're growing up, eating the pancakes, watching football. What was dad's team? <laughs> Tennessee Titans, man. Of course, yeah, Nashville. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Well, he's from he's from Maywood, Illinois, so he, uh, just like outside of Chicago, so he's always been a, a Bears fan as well, but um, I don't think we'd ever – let him get too far into the bear fandom in our house because we're all uh we're all titans fans for sure so <laughs> cool well then all right so yeah. then when you're so then you're listening like you were saying you you know your mom would be like let's go see dad so you had you were you know nominally aware that you know he was a, a singer but when did you actually start like what age do you think you really started really doing a deep dive you know pulling out his albums pulling out his cds and stuff and and starting to appreciate you know truly appreciate the genius of an artist that he was like was that like a teen as a teenager or when was it for you i would i would definitely say like early mid-teens for sure just because um i mean like i've i've loved my dad's music even since i was a kid you know like i remember uh telling him when I was like five or six I was like I love fish and whistle and he was like all right cool I'll play it for you every night like whenever you're at the show so um but then yeah I think like you know growing up I went through all my like different phases of like classic rock and like metal and like listen to like system of a down and like listen to like a bunch of outcasts and like anything other than what my dad did because you know when you're growing up like everything else in the world is cooler than your parents so um <laughs> system of a down like, man yeah yeah, that's man, some heavy yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Oh, well. dude. <laughs> yeah, I love to smoke it down. I still do. Um, but <laughs> the toxicity I, uh, of our city. Yeah, our city. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually funny. That was like the song I listened to every single day on the way to cut vocals for my record. And my record doesn't sound like to smoke it down, so don't make any connections with that. But that, yeah, that drums, man, the drums when it's like, yeah, yeah, oh, dude, it's so sick. Like, no, you no. have to listen to it more than once, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I forgot where I was now. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about when you started taking it really serious and what you were listening yes. to, yes, yes, okay, cool, yeah. So, like, I do remember, like, I, I've always loved my dad's music and stuff, but obviously, I listened to a bunch of other stuff and trying to like emulate it when I was like learning to play the guitar. And then eventually I picked up the acoustic when I was like probably like 15, 16, and I just never put it back down. So I, as soon as, as I started like loving that sound from the acoustic is when I kind of started trying to listen to like other stuff and like, you know, anything that's like not distorted guitar and like loud drums and stuff like that. And like, I remember I listened to some like Jeff Buckley and like, I was like super moved from it. And then like, I think I was like 17 maybe. And my mom was like, hey you should listen to this record um it's called southeastern by this dude named jason isbell and i was like oh cool like what kind of music is it and she's like it's like americana stuff like the stuff your dad makes i was like oh cool like i'll check it out so i remember listening to it and i was just like holy shit and then like it's <laughs> like that was like the that was like the record i feel like that in like 2013 when like like lyricism and stuff like that like really really clicked for me and then ever since that listening to my dad's music i was just like oh my god like this dude is so good like this is crazy and um i think the cool thing about it too man is that every like couple of years when i kind of entered in new phases of my life different records 
from my dad's discography like really speak for me or like speak to me um in kind of different phases of my life you know like i i went through like a like a couple like of his earlier records like uh missing years and like german afternoons for a while and then like you know the tree of forgiveness obviously has been really really big for me the last couple years just because i feel like it's like the most kind of like recent way that i can tap in uh with my father since he passed so um yeah i would say like as in a short answer it was definitely kind of like my mid-teens sort of range when everything kind of started clicking wow i love when you were saying you're like listening you're like oh my gosh this dude is amazing and that dude is your father <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah basically the epiphany that all of us around the world have had too like oh my god this dude is amazing but we, you know you're you're the only one that that, that dude is dad this dad is yeah amazing. um no doubt well, remind us really quick so you meant you said i mean talking about your your father's um career gosh i feel i feel like i'm almost godfather twoing you where we're, we're going you're parallel you're paralleling him at the same age that he was at the time he became famous <laughs> the parallel right. storylines yeah. yeah but um but uh if you can remind our listeners um he was around the chicago like that whole folk scene around chicago and what is it true that like uh roger ebert of all people and chris christopherson like helped discover him yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, I mean, I I might not have like my facts super correct here, but I'm pretty sure Roger Ebert was like the first like big, very positive like review that he got. And then Chris Christopherson uh, ran into Steve Goodman, and Steve Goodman was like, "Hey, man, like, if you enjoyed my song, like, you should go see my buddy John. Like, you really should go check him out." And then. um pretty sure the story is like it was like really late at night my dad was playing played a couple of songs Christmas option walks in and it was already at like one in the morning and he was like here play me like six songs or whatever and my dad played them and then Chris was like play them again I want to hear all of those one more time and he made him play them all over again and then like you know the rest is history from there yeah, absolutely. Well, Christopherson's amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, do, yeah. do you think Ebert, I'm just spitballing, but do you think Ebert as a film critic just appreciated your dad, like the the visual storytelling in your dad's stuff, you think? Like he almost cinematic, he could see it like a movie maybe? Absolutely, yeah. And I think the one really interesting thing about my dad's music is that you don't you don't have to be like a super creative person for his music to like take you on a journey like you don't have to have an imagination that easily runs wild for his music to like paint pictures in your mind and to like take you somewhere else you know and I really think that's uh, one of the most significant uh things about my my father's talent oh absolutely absolutely and, and yeah. writing and, yeah like the ability to, to paint those pictures for for I mean like you said and, and the everyman can appreciate it as much as much as the most creative person can can get right the song um and also sort of based on life experience too so I know he served in um in the army in, in West Germany and then you know you're just, then we probably get stuff like Sam Stone about drug addicted vet and you know that kind of stuff yeah um, based on that um, tell to remind our listeners of of when you when you first heard Sam Stone, and I'd love to do a deep dive with you on, on that song, just in terms of you know he, hear your thoughts on why you think it's it's so genius. Yeah, um, I don't know honestly when the first time I heard it. I mean, I think like obviously the first time I heard it, I had no idea what it was about because I was like a child, and like you know the 
the uh the the harrowing like story of like a drug addicted vet didn't really like land for me when I was like seven because like you know you, you don't you're not exposed or at least most people aren't exposed to that kind of stuff at that age but I do remember like I'd like the same kind of age range when I was kind of like mid-teens and stuff and I don't know what it was like I I just feel like when I like when you're a kid and you're listening to music like you can still enjoy it but it's for different reasons it's just kind of like the way it makes you feel which I think is a really special thing but I think you know once you get a little older and you start you know listening to the words and the way they're saying them and why and the story it paints then it can hit you on a completely different emotional level you know and I think when I learned like what that song was about and like really listened to it again I mean yeah like I think it hit me the same way it hit everyone else in the world you know like a like a sack of bricks like it's a really heavy song but it's it's beautiful too so thanks for taking me into sam stone tell me about angel from montgomery uh just talk about why you think that one is so powerful um well i think that that one specifically uh it it's a great example for how easily my father could put himself in other people's shoes and i think that is a um pretty consistent trend throughout all of his songwriting and all of his music that he's able to show empathy by putting himself in other people's shoes and show like a common understanding just in the human experience so I think that you know if if everyone could agree that my father could do that in his songs I think that would probably be the prime example out of all of his songs to be able to um, have an example of that you would if you had to distill it to one song you would say angel from montgomery is what what your dad's if aliens came down from the end we're like all right we need one john prine song that would probably be the the one that explains what he does maybe i don't know i would probably <laughs> have a different answer for that for the aliens i'm sure he would too but you tell me well then what what is what is it for you then? you're right you're right because angel from montgomery is like you know is the famous one but like you know what, what what do you think yours is there like a hidden gem that you think is his best stuff I mean, I, uh, I, I love, I've always loved like his like storytelling ones, like Lake Marie and like, uh, Jesus, the missing years and stuff like that. Like, I think that that stuff is much more like, it's just much more like him, you know, like he was just like, a, even when you talk to him, he'd be like a storyteller. Like, even if it was just like a casual conversation, you know, so like that, uh, those like two songs, I would definitely would have to put of as contenders for sure for for our alien friends but um <laughs> i don't i'm trying to think uh knocking on your screen door is like also one i would totally show just like any biological being used to be like this is what we this is what we have is what we make you know wow yeah i mean there's so many i mean hello in there and a legal smile and... yeah yeah i mean i could i could literally just rifle through all of them and there it'd all be good choices yeah but then we'd be here all day and i'm sure and you're you're yeah. a good guy <laughs> but <Yeah>. um <laughs> but uh did did you see um did you see what um what the legendary bob dylan said about about your father i think he said prime stuff is pure proustian ex ex existentialism midwestern mind trips to the nth degree i mean that's yeah yeah i've heard that that's the highest praise from the like everyone holds up as the poet of you know of 20th century music but uh right I mean, just i guess just uh related to that sort of topic i mean talk about how your father was 
respected by the greatest songwriters of all time, the Dylans of the world. Why, why, you know, he, he, he was held in high regard by them and that's the ultimate compliment. Yeah. Um, I think it's been really cool to see, like, especially just this like kind of new generation of artists and songwriters come through and it, it like always seems like every like year or two we'll have like the new one will come over for dinner. You know what I mean? And like, hang out, you know, like we, um, we, we have a lot of really good friends, especially in like the Americana world. Um, and my dad definitely like really, really, really appreciated it whenever he would have like a young artist come and like meet him and be like, you know, you mean so much to me. You're like one of the reasons why I started writing music, you know? And it just, that, that, that made him really, really happy to know that. Um, yeah. Now, and he, I think he, did he, um, did he receive the Grammy Life Achievement Award? It was was it right before he passed? Didn't wasn't he? Didn't yes. it like his one of his final um public appearances was uh, receiving. Yeah, it, right? it was. Yeah. How um just how how fitting and, and and or grateful are you on his behalf that that he got to experience something like that before he passed? I I'm very very grateful that that he got to experience that because you know I can't think of anyone else that deserves it more than him. You know, especially like for for a lifetime achievement award in songwriting and being an artist. I mean, that's, that's the criteria right there is him. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, you know, we were all shattered when we, when we heard the news of his passing. Um, and now I guess it's, it's, it's up to you to, you know, carry the, carry the torch on. Um, do you, do you find, um, do, do you, find when you're writing your stuff and, and, and putting out this first album, do you, I mean, I don't want to get too overly spiritual or anything, but you know, do you, okay. do you feel that he's sort of looking down on you proverbially and, 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 you know, do you, do you feel his presence as you do your work? I really do. I mean, I think any songwriter will tell you that uh, the ability to write a song is a very, very special thing that's larger than the songwriter themselves and I think being able to tap into that creative space is to tap into the same thing that many many people have done before us and I do recognize that my father was you know widely regarded and I agree as like one of the best if not the best to do it so I think it's it's one way that I can kind of keep close to him and there are definitely some times when I'm writing that, like, I, I know it, it may sound kind of odd, but I, I, I really mean it where I feel like it's almost kind of like him kind of like helping me along with like certain lines or like a certain phrase that I can't think about. And like, I'll just kind of like feel like a nudge from him, you know, so. Sort of got, guiding, yeah. your, guiding your, your pen along the page a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, I mean, with that being said, it's like, uh, whenever you hear my record, like it's not gonna sound like like John Prine music. Like I don't I don't necessarily make like the the songs that that he made, um, but I think that you'll be able to kind of you know pick up that we 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 may be related. You know, just in terms <laughs> of the way that the, the in terms of the way that we like explain stuff and you know word choice and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's definitely not gonna be like like a like a, a neighbor genre to his stuff. Sure, sure, and and you know what, man? I mean, I don't do do not feel ever, ever, ever as you do embark on this whole journey. Never feel like uh, you know, 
compared or the pressure of, oh, I got to do it. No, like, you know, j- just feel, feel it naturally and, and, and go with the, the vibe that you want to go with, like be your own artist, man. And we're, we're all rooting for you. And um, so, so you're saying it sounds like, so it's not like the, like in the folk Americana sort of genre, like your dad is it's, it's what, what, how would you classify your album that's coming out? It's probably closer to like the rock end of the spectrum of Americana. I would still say it's like Americana because I do have some like finger picking kind of storytelling stuff on there. But then I also have some like really loud, really fun songs on there. And like, I have like a kind of like a ballad one on there. There's a song that has some strings on it. You know, it's, it's really cool. And I'm super, super proud of it. You can hear a little of a system of a down influence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, if you listen closely. Oh, that's great. All right. Well, I really, really appreciate you, you know, you joining us and, you know, being so open and, and just taking us in. I'm, we're all excited to, to pick up the, the album again. Um, it comes out this fall. And what's it called again? Um, I so I, I'm not saying too much about it because I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to just okay, I'm still okay, trying okay. to get a lot of stuff put together. But uh, yeah, the two songs though, that I mentioned are I Love You Always and By The Way. So definitely keep your eye for those if you're uh if you're coming to my shows yes and yeah and don't wait till the fall for the album you, you can see him live and in person here in dc at the city winery on tuesday april 19th so uh get your tickets now uh tommy prine hey thanks so much it, it's just so great to get to chat with you and you know all the all the best with the album and, and we can't wait for the show thanks jason i appreciate it man thanks for having me too i really appreciate that it's fun definitely all right well good luck we'll talk to you soon all right take care man Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.